What's up, y'all? She from Legacy Hustle here. I have a little request of you. If you truly appreciate what we're trying to do here and you enjoy the show, the sharing, the transparency, and the insights, as well as the inspiration we bring you with each and every episode, I need you to help us out as well by supporting. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, follow, and review as we work to get the word out to more people about the show. Also, please consider sharing the show with your entire network. Thank you. Enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? This is Legacy Hustle, a show that will highlight and amplify the stories of black entrepreneurs and their products or services that are impacting preceding generations, future generations, or just cross-generationally. We use the word legacy not only to describe the products and services that they're creating, but to also acknowledge the guests' impact on their own family and personal circles through wealth generation and creation. Our show will explore what their business is, how they got it off the ground, and the trials and tribulations that they've experienced on their legacy hustle journey. In an effort to both inspire and educate you, our listeners, who I'll refer to as our legacy hustlers. I'm Sheed, I'll be your host, and in this episode, we'll be talking to Arena Sargent, a phenomenal speaker, mental wellness champion, and founder of Hooky Wellness, your one stop for burnout relief. Personal experience gave Arena empathy for the challenges and the relief journey, and set her on a mission to create practical burnout support that meets you where you are. Raina has over 15 career building years experience in innovative consumer products across workspace design, consumer goods, and the tech industry. Raina has an MBA from Indiana University, Go IU, is a Global Wellness Institute initiative member, a contributing writer for Well and Good with guest appearances across publications such as NPR Life Kit, Thrive Global, and Architectural Digest. In this episode, we are truly going to go deep on why wellness matters, why it's important, in addition to being able to really talking about how Arena has done what she's done in creating a business in this space. Tune in, grab somebody else listening with you, and enjoy this episode to the fullest. Raina, thank you so much for being with us today here on Legacy Hustle. Can you start off by just letting the Legacy Hustlers know, what is Hooky Wellness? Well, thank you for having me. Always uh, good to see a familiar, friendly face, even if it is online, which is where most of us live still to this day. <laughs> so Hooky Wellness, yes, like Play Hooky, it is my company that is focused on a comprehensive burnout relief support system. I especially focus on uh, professionals in high performance, high stress environments and helping them understand where they are, how they got there and what the heck they can do to get away from burnout and break this cycle. Understood. And so help, help our listeners understand a little bit about why you started this business. What was the motivating factor for you and why you wanted to establish this as your legacy? Yeah, you make it sound so formal. Um, Yes, I uh, started Hooky. Well, the idea of Hooky came about four years ago when I uh, was blindsided by my biggest bout of burnout. Notice I say biggest bout, not only bout of burnout, um, because it is a cycle that can repeat itself, which I have so lovingly found out myself. Um, but yeah. I was experiencing burnout and I had no idea what the heck it was. I was 
uh, had a wonderful opportunity, which turned into toxic work environment. Um, and it got me into the situation where for once working harder was not the solution. And being someone from Detroit, blue collar, that grew up in a household where work is what we do. Um, and I completely embodied that uh, since I was a, since I could have a job, I had three. I was, I'm that person. Um, <laughs> and so when I was dealing with it, I was just noticing I felt off. Like literally that is what it started with was just feeling off. And what that meant for me was um, literally my pace of speech was increasing and I could not slow it down. I stopped sleeping. I didn't eat half the time. Um, I was definitely neglecting my needs. Those things that were what used to be my stress relievers, like I had just gotten into massage or not, not just, I love a massage and I had just gotten into yoga. But like, even when I was in those places, my brain would not slow down or stop. And so mm. I could not. You were still focused on all the yep, other things. Yeah, my brain was just pinging off everything. Um, and so then I knew some was off, and I had just started um, trying to get into therapy um, and realizing that that process to secure support was a pain. Um, so first, I did what most people do, which is I got a new job, um, and at that point, I moved from brand management um, and startup world into tech because you know tech is known for work-life balance, right? Um, and so well, it started, that started great. I had a wonderful opportunity to grow and expand. And then I found myself in a similar situation of what was going inside because also I was dealing with life lifing is what I call it. Uh, everyone has their version of it. For me, that version at that point in time, moving across the country, dual income households, my husband and I, uh, professional careers, my dad, uh, aging, ailing parent, uh, dealing with cancer, and then just the internal shifts of values. And so um, I knew I had to do something. And I, as I said, I started down the therapeutic route and then had to take a step back and I found the world of burnout. Um, and once I was like, holy crap, this is it. And as I, I started on this as a personal journey to find relief for myself and it opened my eyes up to how surrounded I was by it, but how we lacked the language, we lacked the understanding and lacked the awareness and understanding of how to use those mental health and wellness resources and tools to not only manage, but prevent what is burnout. Fast forward to today, um, we are dealing with a world where it is the top headline. It is one of the top objectives for leaders across this world. And so what started as a place where people were like, what in the world is that? You're making it up. Now we're in a place where everyone is trying to understand it. So um, over the past years, I've been working with organizations like Google, Deloitte, Accenture, P&G, uh, and equipping those teams to understand what it is, isn't, and what they can start doing about it. So I get excited to partner with individuals like yourself in HR, benefits, wellness, DEI, because I'm all about helping people understand how to utilize those resources that exist um, and to put, to bridge that gap between awareness and action. So that's a long-winded way of saying, mm. I started by trying to fix my own problems, and then now I'm trying to help the world deal with this trash cycle and break it, break burnout for everyone around me. I love it. And so when you started going on this journey, right, and, and you're trying to figure it out for yourself and build mm -hmm. whatever path or tools or resources in a way that is effective for you, how did you know you were on the right path? What did that look like for you? Ooh, do we Because that's a real question. Um, and that whether it's working for yourself or working for others. But for me, 
I felt lost. Like I, that was the start of it as I felt lost anyway. So anything was going to help me um, reset my internal GPS. And so, um, as I said, I was starting down a path of like therapy. I knew something was to it. I thank Whitney Gilbert in a different world for helping me understand that that tool exists because I didn't, I don't know about you, but I did not grow up in a household where we talked about it. Um, but no, it was hard to find someone. So I knew this was something that could help, but I couldn't find anyone. And especially since we kept moving, it made it even more difficult. So what I started to do, I was like, what do I know how to do? I was like, I know how to use, I know how to innovate, which is my career brand management. I did a lot in innovation. I was like, I know how to build a brand. I know how to innovate and I know how to build a concept. So I literally took the tools and the resources and the frameworks that I use from design thinking and innovating like million dollar brands and products and applied it to myself. And so I did my own personal consumer portrait, I figured out what my deep insights were. And so I used those frameworks. And that is how I built the foundation of what is Hookie today. Because with the whole thing about Hookie and the approaches, I take design thinking, the pillars of mental wellness, and bring a real life application to it. And so that is mm. exactly the process I did for myself, which is find out what might be going on because this a burnout experience is so nuanced. It is unique for everyone. Um, each individual cycle or any episodes that you have can look a little different. And so it's not a one and done solution, which is the problem with the solutions that exist right now um, is that we're like, just meditate, just do yoga, just take a nap. And you're like, yeah, but that ain't going to do it. Um, right. And right. so I, I, I live in the world of complex problems. So using those tools, and that's how I started to understand what was right. And then by having conversations, pushing in front of other people, getting their feedback, I've done over 250 interviews with people just understanding their experiences. And then by doing my workshops and programming, I'm able to take the feedback and incorporate it to others. So having an ongoing feedback loop is huge in entrepreneurship because your customers or clients are going to tell you when you're on to something. Mm. Love it. So Legacy Hustlers, what you're hearing from Marina are two things, right? First being, you know, I always talk about how important it is to take your God-given gifts and talents, the skills that you've developed, and feel free to apply it towards building towards your dream. Far too often, we spend a lot of time building other people's dreams, and we have these things sitting in our minds that we want to bring to life, but for whatever reason, hold ourselves back. And so you hear Raina talking about those skill sets and, and the talents and that she's had being the marketing guru that she is and thinking through how did she connect a lot of those lessons that she's had from that space to start building towards this thing that, you know, honestly, she was clueless about, right? How do you figure that path out? And the other piece and element of it is the ability to listen to what others are saying as well, right? So getting that input and then being able to really build something that others can leverage and utilize um, while you're going through the process. So constant iteration and innovation. All right. So Raina, what would you say is one exciting thing about your business today? One exciting thing about my business today is that things are lining up. So this has been an iterative process over the past like four years of doubting myself, starting over, pivoting, changing. Like I initially started with the idea of physical space and then COVID. Like weeks before I was signing a lease. Um, and so the exciting part is despite the headaches and the, and some of the pitfalls or pushbacks is that things are lining up and I'm getting uh, a lot of confirmation 
um, that I'm heading in the right direction and some very exciting partners are starting to line up uh, to work on programming that's even bigger than what I've been doing. So uh, that is what's exciting right now. When you reflect and think back to the, the start of your business, where did you get that seed money to, to get things off the ground? Hit my bank account. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I am uh, definitely self-funded and bootstrapped. I don't like that phrase, but um, I made a bet on myself and it is the riskiest, scariest shit I've ever done. Um, and sometimes I go back and forth like, what in the world did I do? Um, so I left my job in tech, which right there was, uh, challenging, um, cause it was a very comfortable place, I would say. Um, but I left that because I was blessed to have a husband that said, I got you and was uh, able to do that. At that point, I knew I had looked at my job and I was like, okay, this portion of the investments, like, uh, I think it was my RSUs or my, some of my employee stock. I was like, I'm going to have this as my seed money. If. And it was something in me, I was like, if, and I heard it from someone else, if you don't believe in your vision, if you don't plant the seed, how can you expect others to do it? And so I had that mindset. Once I hit a certain amount, I was taking that, which I don't know, a financial planner may not love, but I was like, I'm going to use that to plant my seed. And so that is how I got started. And that is how I got going with some of the big upfront investments, because I, I didn't know, and I still go back and forth on how I want to fully fund, because uh, I don't think VC is the route I want to go. Um, and so self-funded, and then I started to drive revenue through the business. And so that has been how we've been able to sustain thus far. I love it. When you reflect and think about where you started and where you are today, what would you say is a really big challenge that you had to overcome? I mean, the ongoing challenge is having the confidence that you're making the right choices. Like there is no, no set thing that says, yes, this is absolutely what you should do. Like unlike being in a corporate environment where it's like, yep, here's your clear objective. These are how, this is how it's evaluated. This is exactly what you're going to reach. These are the market points. Uh, for me, entrepreneurship in general doesn't have any of that, but I am working in a space that sort of is crafting my own industry or market, um, which that has been one of the most challenging things is what are my benchmarks? What am I comparing myself to? And also, do I need to compare myself to it? So having that to to that motivation to keep moving forward despite the unknown, um, though I'm someone who works in innovation, though I'm someone who's fine with ambiguity, it's a whole nother level of being like complete white space and complete white space that you're paying for. Um, so that <laughs> that that can be troubling. But surrounding myself with a community that helps uh, cheer me along, helps push those push push me ask the clarifying questions to help me uh, make sure that I'm making the right decisions and having the grace to know, even if I don't, uh, I can change. I can learn. This is all an iterative process. I love it. One of the things that I want to dig into a little bit, right? You spoke about surrounding yourself with that community. Mm -hmm. um, you've also uh, really shared with our audience at the beginning of your journey, you were trying to figure out what you needed and what others needed um, to start building along the way. So how did you identify subject matter experts and others that you could tap into to ensure that what you were building was actually effective? Yeah, I just find people who are smarter than I am <laughs> in different areas. Um, I, it's never been a problem for me to just talk to random folks. That's what I do. 
Um, it's more of a challenge to do it in a virtual world, I would say, but even that doesn't necessarily hold me back. But sometimes you just meet someone and you're like, oh, that's it, or something in your past. So for me, I have been blessed to be able to find people who have been great advisory boards and then a peer community. Um, so by going to business school with people like yourself, like I have this wonderful network of people who are just smart in all areas of business. And I will hit you up and say, hey, Rashid, this HR stuff. Hey, <laughs> how does this work? Because this is something that affects my clients. Um, and with burnout, it's so it's such a myriad of problems. Like I need experts in mental health. I need people in the world of wellness. I need people in HR. I need people in leadership. And so by nature of the problem I'm solving, I have to find that community. Um, so one of my advisors literally saw her on a virtual panel for this LinkedIn conference. Like what she was saying, I cold DM'd her and she turned mm. into one of my advisors and connected me to a number of other people in the world of mental health because she's a psychiatrist. Another individual who's in uh, executive leadership and professional development and coaching, he was actually um, one of the co-chairs of the, the marketing academy at IU when I was in the program. We stayed connected. I hit him up when I said, hey, this is what I'm working on. And he's been instrumental in helping me understand common frameworks, executive coaching, processing, how to structure things, um, how to support clients. Uh, another individual um, in research and data actually came from my first advisor. He is um, he's in uh, therapeutic, therapeutic uh, psychology and helps with data and analytics for my organization, um, so on and so forth. And so I even cold dm somebody off of twitter who's a specialist in behavioral mm. scientist and he's been it's hugely helpful um and so i for the most part i'm not scared to shoot my shot and just ask someone because people love to talk about themselves and especially those who are um focused on gathering knowledge the point of gathering knowledge is to share the knowledge and so if you have an alignment of goals mission and values like all they can say is no and so I've reached out, shared what I'm working on, and people have shared and poured into me. And it is one of the things that is huge because I'm a I'm a team person, so I need external fodder. Uh, but that has been how I've been able to build community is I reach out, people find out what I'm working on, they reach in. Um, and then the network of entrepreneurs, we're always sharing resources. So that has been hugely helpful as well. Legacy Hustlers, what you're hearing from Arena right now is something that is so absolutely powerful. I think a lot of times in the black community um, or people of color, there's this um, aversion to feeling like you can talk about what you're doing, right? So I'm not saying as you're building what you're building to stand on a mountaintop and tell everyone, right? But you can be extremely strategic in how you begin to engage subject matter experts and others in the community who can help further your thinking how you're approaching things, especially based on any sort of feedback you're getting from potential customers so that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you're heading on the right path and it accelerates your time to create solutions as well. Since you're not sitting in a corner by yourself trying to figure out all these things that you may not really have the knowledge on, right? So embrace what you're doing. Don't be scared to slide into the DMs like Raina <laughs> talk, talked about. When you find people who are really good in the lane that you're trying to step into. And you'll be very surprised at how much time, effort, and energy people are willing to give you as you begin this journey. So I, I just really think what Arena said was powerful. Thank you. Uh, Arena, what would you say have been some sacrifices you've had to make for your business so far? Oh, Jesus. I mean, money. Um, but that was because of the <laughs> route that I chose. Um, 
I am trying to learn other routes because I'm over this or that part of this journey, I would say. Um, so with that, it caused me to change behaviors and habits, like to go from a very comfortable salary in tech and to you're driving your own revenue comes with a lot of changes in lifestyle. Um, and though I do miss a lot of those things, they will come back, but I, it's taught me a different relationship uh, with money, with experiences and with what I value. Um, another sacrifice, of course, is time. Um, every moment that I'm spending on my laptop, I'm not spending with my husband or my now newborn son. So um, I can tell you having him uh, has definitely changed my relationship with time and added more focus because every moment in front of this laptop is not a moment with him. Um, so that has actually helped. Um, and then another sacrifice. Hmm. I guess I didn't think about, I guess I view sacrifices a little bit different because I have faith that things will come back. Um, so anything that I might be sacrificing now is just part of the journey and I'll get it back tenfold. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'd say for the third, but uh, uh, sacrifice comfort. Um, when you're in a corporate environment, there is a, a lot of comfort that comes with it that is completely disrupted. And so there's a lot of glamorization about entrepreneurship, but this shit is uncomfortable a lot. And once again, I'm one that deals with ambiguity. So for those who are used to structure, it is challenging um, because you don't know. Like, that's just the thing with entrepreneurship, everything you don't know. You don't know. Like, you don't know when your money coming. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know what systems you're supposed to have. And so you're sacrificing comfort. You're sacrificing consistency. Like, I do miss that bi-weekly check-in and benefits. And so when I'm having my sessions where I'm talking about people, hashtag use your benefits, I am saying that for you, but I'm saying it for me because I don't have them anymore. And it is such a thing that is undervalued that you don't fully understand it until you don't have them anymore. So um, mm. that comfort is something else that is sacrificed. But uh, for me, having impact and solving the problem that I am set on to solve that's what I'm really working towards and the comfort will come once I know people are in a better place there. Hmm. So legacy hustlers, what you're hearing from Marina right now, right? When she's talking about the sacrifice or she touched on, you know, the challenges from a funding and monetary perspective, she spoke about the challenges related to being able to spend time with her loved ones, right? Especially the fact that she has a brand new newborn at home, right? Uh, and then third, just the level of comfort that, you have working for someone else, right? And, and especially when you think about those benefits. One of the things that she said that was really powerful to me, and I just want to make certain I reiterate it, is the idea that what you're sacrificing today will come back to you tenfold later on as you continue to dig into this journey, this process, and what the outcomes could potentially be. So do not despair. Continue to dig in. Remind yourself of why you're doing it, why you started this legacy journey, and just keep on it. This legacy hustle will yield something. All right. Can I add one thing there? Go for it. I do believe in that, but you also have to recognize when you should change paths. Um, mm, I'm facts. not a blind double down on something that's not working. Um, so that is also where that feedback loop comes in. Because if you are hearing from other people that something is off or you might um, or that you're not having the impact, you might need to tweak something or you might drastically need to change. Um, so have faith. But 
is it the one thing that we got from Brian? I remember it's a matter of idea and drama. Your idea can be right, but the drama in which you bring it to life could be off. So when you hit points where you're like, something's not working, is it your idea or is it your drama? Because you can change both, but it's sometimes hard to disconnect that those are two separate paths. Your idea might be right, what you're doing is wrong, or your idea might be wrong, but some of the tactics and tools you're doing are right. So you need to reinvent the idea. So just to say that, don't, don't dig, don't keep digging your hole. If everyone says, you know, absolutely (laughs) by no means what I meant. Yeah. So Arena's spot on, right? Like as you continue on your journey, continue listening to what the, uh, um, external forces are, are expressing and sharing with you and recognize that you may need to pivot. You may need to change. That's okay. My whole entire point was truly just saying, don't give mm-hmm. up on trying to identify, find, and figure out how to get to what you believe in or what you're feeling you would like your, your future situation to look like, Absolutely. right? Not so much digging a hole with an idea that may not be working anymore. So thank you for clarifying that, Arena. I'm like, don't come back to us. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it? Keep digging. I'm All busy. right. So as you sit back and you look at how far you've come in the short time that you've been doing what you're doing, as you look forward, what is the vision for the future of Hooky Wellness? Yeah, and it's funny as you're like, if you look back, um, I actually had a conversation on Friday, Thursday, where someone was like, it is amazing to see how far you've come because they were there at the beginning. And I had to hear that because you get so in the weeds that you forget to step back. Um, So yeah, another big thing about the people around you. But as I look forward, um, I'm really excited for the vision. I have a very large vision. um, And so it's a matter of getting the tools and the resources and the people to help me bring it to life. But my mission, and it's a marketing mission, um, is to take the burden out of burnout take the burden out of burnout and enable workplace champions to uh, feel empowered to perform. And so the vision of how we do it or the vision of hooky is to be that pacemaker for that marathon of life. It's so, we are so ingrained with hustle culture and the idea of sprinting through everything that we don't recognize and don't feel empowered to change our pace as needed. And so, especially for those who are used to high performance environments and used to just doing the most, how do you learn how to slow down? How do you, get surrounded in a community that says, this is okay. How do you learn when you want to throttle? When do you want to sprint? When do you want to uh, have more of a, a marathon pace? And just understanding that it's okay and it's up to you to choose. And here's the resources and the experts and the support network to help you do that. Um, and so with Hooky and how I'm doing it, continuing my B2B support and working with these organizations, equipping them with workshops, wellness experiences, well-being concierges, um, turning into a train the trainer model. And then I um, also bringing those resources to individuals and bringing you your own uh, burnout snapshot and burnout battle plan, um, as well as helping you build your burnout battle team. You can tell I, I'm a marketer. Um, and then <laughs> I still haven't um, forgotten my original vision and uh, really working to bring forward my physical spaces. So um, hooky wellness, mental wellness, uh, spawn lounge. So giving people a place of rest and reprieve for the everyday, um, and helping bring forward, uh, the four pillars of mental wellness and giving you a place to relax, to connect and to really, uh, find relief in every day. Cause I don't know about you, but I love a good old hammock and hanging chairs and continue to develop inside and with others. And so bringing that to fruition, um, is, is still the vision. So got a lot going on. Mm. So 
if you are someone who wants to get their hands dirty and help build the future of work and of being that you think we all deserve, hit me up because <laughs> I can't do it by myself. <laughs> message there. So if what Raina is saying is resonating with you in any way, shape or form, um, in your energies bring you in that direction. She just said, do not hesitate to hit her up. So feel free to ping her. We'll make certain we have all of the appropriate contact information in the show notes for you. Um, and so Raina, we're going to step into what we lovingly call the five minute hustle in the show. So it's a call and response segment where our legacy hustlers get to um, here's something that you apply to your own entrepreneurial journey that they in turn could start applying today. All right. So first question, what initially held you back from becoming an entrepreneur and how did you overcome that? Uh, fear uh, and money because I like it. Um, so uh, <laughs> when I was holding myself back and it was a lot more me holding myself back, it was one, I didn't grow up with it, making it feel like it was tangible and something that I could do. Um, I started working with a startup years ago and I was surrounded by it, but it still didn't feel like it was something for me. It was for them. Um, and then what I realized over that following a uh, couple of years, I was going through an internal value shift uh, because stability was one of the core values and entrepreneurship stability is not necessarily in the forefront. So that internal value shifting was, or the internal values and where I was and where I was going was also holding me back. So those are a couple of things. Uh, that were holding me back from my path, even though I have been acting as an entrepreneur since a child. I like mm. threw birthday parties for my teachers in first grade and collected money and organized. So <laughs> not like I didn't know how. I just got two in my head and let the world tell me I couldn't or shouldn't. Mm. Mm. So you were enterprising, but for whatever reason, you didn't see yourself as an entrepreneur. I grew up. And I think that was the problem. I, I grew up and yep. I let the world tell me what I do. I started a nonprofit right after college and it still exists um, 15 years later. And then for some reason, as a, uh, as I got older, I got more fearful of doing things on my own. And so like listening to the world instead of listening to myself was one of those things that got in the way. Mm, thank you. What would you say is the best business advice you've ever received? Uh, do it afraid. Um, that is something I've seen a couple people talking about as well. I was a, I was a part of Founder Gym, which is a wonderful organization for founders of color that are interested in getting funding. Um, and one of the things that the CEO and COO kept saying was do it afraid. You can just don't stop. Just do it afraid. You're going to be scared. Just do it afraid. So that is definitely one of the best pieces of business advice that I've gotten. And, um, I listen to, and I also repeat it to myself often. Um, and then the other part of that is with abundance. So um, that is something that someone recently, literally she was in here and she was correcting me and she wrote it on my whiteboard and I was like, no, 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 we need to change this, change this mindset. And it was just like with abundance. So those are two pieces. I will say do it afraid with abundance mindset. Love it. As you reflect and think on sort of business books, magazines, podcasts, et cetera, that you tap into that energize you, motivates you related to your business. What would some of those be? Yeah. Um, I am a bookworm and love to absorb information. So there's a number of them. Um, so one of the books that I recommend is start at the end by Matt Walwart. Um, and he's actually the dude that I hit up on Twitter and has been amazing resource behavioral science. Um, but it's, um, basically a call to action for innovators, but 
it talks about the process of deeply understanding your consumer needs um, and building accordingly. So start at the end. Another one that was gifted to me that gifted to me that was super helpful is called the Mom Test. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, I want to do my consumer research, um, the Mom Test is a good one. I read it constantly um, because despite having a career in brand management where I did a lot of consumer research, it's easy to get in the way and to hear what you want to hear versus what is being told to you. So the mom test is a good manual on how to do customer research and actually like listen to what they are saying um, and focus on um, what you need to hear. A podcast that's really good is the Ashley Kirk, Ashley Kirkwood's uh, Speak Your Way to Cash. Um, she specifically is focused on speakers uh, or high value speakers. And she used to be a lawyer, but I find her podcast to be extremely motivational. Um, and she's a black woman. There was a lawyer in a predominantly white organization and environment. And so it just resonates with me. Um, I'm also a part of her speak your way to cash Academy for speakers. Uh, so that she's just a great, um, asset. And then I always read fast company. Um, that's my number one magazine for entrepreneurship and I will be in it one day. Um, so there it is speaking of being with abundance. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you're more than just Fast Company. Hopefully it's Forbes as well. You know, Black Enterprise, let's call it all. When you reflect and think about um, an online tool, application, or internet resource that you were not aware of at all before you started your business, but now that you have your business, you find it invaluable and couldn't imagine life without it, what would you say that thing is? Ooh. Hmm. I, well, one that's not that groundbreaking, but Canva, I mean, is amazing. Um, yeah, Canva's just amazing. So whether it's for presentation, whether it's for graphics, um, and they're always adding on new resources that, I mean, so much, no offense, so much better than PowerPoint. Um, <laughs> so I, I use that for a lot of graphics, especially since design is uh, very important to me. Um, an app, I like, um, type form for their quizzes um, and their surveys. So um, if you need something very robust, I mean, mail, I mean, not MailChimp, but um, SurveyMonkey, of course, is great. But I like type form because it's another one that has some graphic to it. And they just added on um, a new tool called Video Ask, um, which I use now for testimonials. And it's an interactive testimonial way. Like you can do asynchronous video Q&A. Um, so I like those resources. Love it. Thank you. Raina, I really appreciate your time today coming on, talking about Hooky Wellness, what motivated and prompted you to start your journey, how much you're digging into this to establish and build your legacy in a way that helps um, individuals also navigate the burnout um, and getting on the other side and hopefully feeling a whole lot better about themselves and what they're pursuing. So thank you for the work that you're doing there. Is there anything that you want to leave our legacy hustlers with before we close out today? Absolutely. So thank you again for having me on it. I'm happy to be a part of this and excited for what you are building. Um, I would say to the community, um, if you have an idea that you are scared to, to start or start, or not sure if you want to do, just start. Um, just start by talking to those around you who might be your potential target and just get their response to it. Um, what questions do they have? Is it clear? What are their needs? Um, 
And you can start by just understanding like what's the problems that they face without even telling them your idea yet. Just figure out what's going on with them and what they currently do to solve that problem. Um, and of course, always to do a plug, would love to help you and your organization. So if you are in HR, wellness, DEI, if you are ERG lead, or if you just are like, my organization needs some help um, and in the burnout space, I would love to talk to you so you can learn more about um, the offering that we have for burnout relief at hookywellness.com. So H-O-O-K-Y. Um, there's also resources and tools for you as an individual to help you get started in your relief journey. But we got to do something about it. And I'm happy to help and to build things that complement the resources and tools that are already in the organization. So. Hit me up. I'm here to help uh, and excited to create this future that we all deserve because what we're doing right now, we cannot keep going in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> Legacy Hustlers, um, again, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, until next time we connect, please do not stand in the way of your dreams. What's up, Legacy Hustlers? I hope your cup is overflowing with inspiration, motivation, and knowledge after listening to our guests today. And if it was, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, comment, and share with your friends so we can continue to grow the base of listeners. Shout outs to Chris from Sideline Records for always producing an amazing episode. Jonathan Leonard, we see you. Thank you for the uh, intro music. And to our listeners, until the next time we connect, please don't get in your own way in the pursuit of your dreams.